Today, in Future History. Welcome, sentient beings. If a person shouts loud enough in a deep and long valley, the echo will resound across a great long distance clearly, and someone at the other end will comprehend your message and choose if they wish to respond. Once we are able to satisfy the restrictions of existing physics by rewriting them, we should be able to construct a valley wide enough and deep enough to allow an echo to reverberate from one side of the universe to the other. The resulting damage to the stable patterns of solar systems will also provide a very pretty firework display. Among the patterns we are likely to disrupt is all of known history. Before that happens, we should make note of a particular moment that coincided with the Earth-centric calendar for this date. August 9th. On or about this day, the residents of the Arrow of Artemis, a real-time exploratory and resettlement multi-generation arc ship, officially designated as IGS-41B, recognized the traditional celebration of Getting Your Hands Dirty Day. The ambiguity in the exact date is largely due to concerns over relativistic travel on board the high-velocity interstellar arc ship. In addition, their time systems are no longer based on planetary and solar events, as the ship hasn't orbited anything for nearly 400 years. And there may also be a generally deliberate forgetfulness in the holiday, which seems to have been encouraged by its founder, Professor Rosemary Gold. The professor was an esteemed theoretical researcher in terra planetology and historical terra botany, sciences which focused on trying to understand the planet that they had long ago left behind, deducing what she could from damaged records of pre-flight planetary existence and the sparse number of physical samples that survived the initial turbulent launch. Professor Gold lectured far and wide across the entire ship both in an official capacity, but also, especially toward the end of her life, in an unofficial one, much to the consternation of any university she found herself working for. Some disparaged her chosen topics as overly sentimental, fiction-based, wishful thinking, while others branded her a dangerous radical, but her supporters grew steadily through that same time, drowning out the now outnumbered dissident voices. The message was simple, although it would sometimes take an hour or more to fully explore. It could be summed up in a single word, one that became a slogan on everything from t-shirts to graduate theses. Touchstone. In essence, Gold spoke about the need for human beings to be physically in contact with our ancestral home, the third planet in the former soul system. This could be accomplished by allowing people to run their fingers through soil, something long since deemed impossible. Her cause, perhaps it can even be called a crusade, caused considerable controversy at the time. Pharmacologists suggested that actual soil carried a large number of pathogens, despite the fact that all the soil on the ship had been stored in micro-temperature climates, in the deepest, most sterile, and most inaccessible storage units. Some chemists insisted that there was nothing different between the samples that the Ark ship carried and the molecularly recreated soil produced through the cornucopia printers. 
psychologists debated the traumatic ramifications of the romantic, artificial longing that would be generated in a populace which had been several generations removed from ever setting foot on the planet of origin, and would be several generations gone before their descendants would establish themselves on a new planetary colony. Entertainers and linguists both pointed out the confluence of meaning behind the term dirt, and the debasing notion of getting dirty as something not to aspire to. Cognitive scientists debated less on the concerns of what Professor Gold was saying, and more about the power of myth and metaphor to satisfy whatever need she had identified, arguing that sympathetic psychoses associated with bathing the mental fingers in imagined dirt would be enough. Nonetheless, throughout all this, Professor Gold persisted in her narrative, never quite slipping into anything anyone could call illicit, illegal, or even immoral, but against which all three had been claimed. She wove a tapestry of meaning, association, and idealism around the source planet, and as more artists and dreamers flocked to her cause, the administration sensed the turn in opinion and preemptively compromised. A public declaration was made, validating the most salient of Professor Gold's points, and a multi-year study was to be conducted. During each of those years, a small amount of soil, portioned off for each individual, would be released from storage, reconstituted, and placed in a place for each member of the public to interact with it. Their responses were to be measured, correlated, and catalogued. Graphs would be drawn up, presentations made, debates held, and then nothing would come of it. Immediately following the annual experiment, the soil was to return to the storage, and marked, not without irony, pointed out by many pundits, as dirty. At least, that was the intended plan from administration. They had codified the sequence of steps to be as efficient as possible, creating a very tight ritual that conformed to the sentiment of the request specifically, but did not grant any lateral interpretation or spontaneity. It had strict parameters, would be an utterly controlled exposure, and turned from a curiosity of the masses, under Professor Gold's eloquent and passionate speeches, into a mild footnote in the ever-changing nature of life on board a generation's ship, forgotten after a generation or two. As with nearly everything, no hard rule about soft things ever survives contact with the masses, especially clever and involved ones. During the very first cycle of the experiment, there were parties held, where individuals would pool their small allotment of soil together, creating a much larger pit or tub full. This would allow much more interaction than the single-finger stroll advocated in the administration's plans. Soil bathing became a frequent part of these parties, as did somewhat more explicit and romantic notions. Purists warned that the soil samples were becoming tainted with all manner of inappropriate substances from contact with humans, and much of the returned dirt would have to be subjected to either an extensive cleaning process or quarantined away from the remaining stores. In a strange way, the designation of dirty for the quarantined soil would become even more appropriate, but as people quickly pointed out, it was not the human beings become dirty from interacting with the soil, but rather the soil becoming dirty from interacting with human beings. 
Professor Gold gloated a little at that and pointed out that the true replenishment of the soil came from the organic and inorganic compounds picked up from living beings, not just the other way around. In essence, she argued, the ones interacting entirely with the dirt were keeping the dirt alive, keeping the connection to the source planet alive as well. From the perspective of the administration, it was utter chaos, and Professor Gold was deliberately provoking it, it was only upon her death over 120 years ago that the situation became calmed. In an attempt to outwardly appease the many followers, sometimes collectively referred to as the Dirty Mob, they formally instituted a day of remembrance and celebration into the shipwide calendar. How the date became ambiguous after that point is up to speculation. Some say it was a plan all along by Gold and the Dirty Mob, and that they had infiltrated the very core information systems with a virus, which kept changing the date. Others say it was people long after her death who read Gold's biography and decided to honor her real memory and deliberately reported incoherent dates. Others simply pointed out that the professor had held numerous lectures, and there had been numerous parties, and no one could really point to a particular starting day anyway. In any case... All that is known is that calendaring systems on board the Arrow of Artemis cannot specify the date of getting your hands dirty day until it arrives, approximately at this time each year, but shifted by as much as ten days in either direction. This has been Today in Future History. I hope that, if you feel a great connection with something that no longer tangibly exists around you, you will attach a metaphorical string to it so that you do not lose it again. Tune in tomorrow to learn something about something, probably involving some people, who probably were largely not being responsible at the time, but are ultimately responsible for everything. Stay calm, and remember that you, too, may seek to organize your thoughts in a strict order, but will have a hard time alphabetizing the images of your sock drawer on fire that haunt you in the night. <laughs>